0: You're listening to the Grassroots Church podcast. We're a Jesus centered community in Thunder Bay, Ontario. You can learn how to participate more by going to our website at grassroots.church.
1: Welcome to Grassroots this morning. My name is Amy. Um, see some new faces in the audience today. Welcome. Uh, I'm part of leadership here at Grassroots, have been for a long time. Um, so, yeah, I'll be sharing with you this morning. Basically, what I am presenting for us this morning is a summary of last week's sermon so that we can uh, break into some community church time as we call it. So I'll be speaking for approximately 10 minutes uh, on one of the markers of the Jesus Collective that we were exploring last week that Vincent spoke on and if you missed that it is up as a podcast and you're welcome to go and check it out on our website. Uh, and I believe it's put in the newsletter these days too. Um, yeah, so let's just open it a quick word of prayer and then we can dive into some material together. So Heavenly Father, Thank you for bringing us together in this way today. I pray that you would just open our hearts as we seek you together uh, and as we learn from one another and uh, just help our conversations to be rich and meaningful together. Amen. So as I said, this week we're going to be exploring another marker of the Jesus Collective, and it is To Be Saved includes belonging to a community under Jesus called to live the life of the future now. So, um, to totally change the topic, I have a new job. And some of you knew that I already had a new job because I was recently hired as a supply teacher with the public board here. Um, but I'm actually talking about my other new job. We've <laughs> got jobs coming out the ears right now. So, um, I'm working now as a, um, I'm working with adult students uh, in Bingituwabic, Zagging, Anishinaabeg, which is also known as Rocky Bay First Nation. Um, I'm working with adults who are working towards getting their high school diplomas. It didn't happen for them in high school, so now they're returning as adults. So I have a classroom that I'm running out there. So this means that twice a week, I drive two hours. Uh, it's about 45 minutes past Nipigan. Uh, and I go to. I have a classroom that I open in that community. So that's about eight hours of highway driving a week now. And we're in prime construction season already, so sometimes it's more than that, and I just kind of sit there surrounded by transports until I can move again. So I'm not complaining. I actually like highway driving and this means I get to listen to a lot of podcasts. (laughs) So um, the ones from the Jesus Collective really do make for good listening and I actually really enjoyed this one in particular. So I was actually kind of glad that I got semi-roped into doing this one because uh, as Pastor Steve asked me this morning, he's like, are you looking forward to it, presenting this one? And I'm like, actually, yeah, because I'm really down with community. And um, community has helped me personally to remain a Christian through some really hard times in my life. Some of you know my life story. I've had a lot of stuff going on. Um, And it's community that has helped me to remain part of church when my natural inclination as someone who's been through a lot of trauma would probably be to just shut down and do my own thing. Um, but a lot of the people in this room have not let me do that. And that helped me get through times like losing my mom when I was still fairly young, um, when Scott was incredibly ill during my entire pregnancy with Anna and had to have like huge surgery when she was three weeks old, and I couldn't drive. That was pretty brutal. Um, when we were robbed, we came home one day before Christmas a couple of years ago, and our house had been turned upside down and everything not nailed down was completely taken. Um, so time and time again, it was people, a lot of people in this room showing us radical love and support that helped me to heal from things and move on. Um, and I actually, when I was writing this, I was thinking, I think that's part of why COVID was so hard for me personally, because all of a sudden this community that I depended on was very limited in its power to help. And I was limited to be in my power to help other people. I could drop off cookie bombs at people's houses, sure, but I had to like, leave it at their door, text them ahead that I was coming, and walk away. So that's like really challenging for someone who depends on other people and their hearts and, and being able to impact their hearts through hard times. So I really had to reevaluate during that time um, whether I was participating in a healthy Christian family or if I was just part of a social club that I enjoyed. And where was God in the middle of all these meal trains? And what I have seen happen at Grassroots through that process over the last three years has helped me to both further appreciate how intentionally and how well we do community at Grassroots Church, and has also helped me uh, to deepen my own personal faith. Um, And as I was listening to this particular podcast, uh, this week on the highway again, I was reminded of so many specific times, even the last year, when we rallied around each other, and um, how much, like, family a lot of you really do feel like to me. And yes, God can be there in the middle of meal trains. That can be a vehicle of love. So um, when I was listening to the podcast, uh, this was a a really interesting point for me. When we think about the church, we often think about it in terms of Christ. Christ's bride, we're bride, we're married. Um, but as the podcast for this marker explores, this can be problematic in today's language, in today's world, because as we know, 43% of marriages end in divorce. So if we're going to be married to Christ, um, the guest speaker for this particular episode, who's Dr. Paul Eddy, uh, he lives down in St. Paul, um, he suggests that instead we should think of each other at the church in terms of biological family. We call each other brothers and sisters um, because that's what we really are. We're all children of God, and he's the father, so we are spiritual siblings. So this does not always mean that we have to like each other, um, which actually lends more validity to this aspect of looking at it for me because I personally... There's been times when I wished a house would fall on my sister, and I think that's just part of having a sibling, and I cannot say... That that's, you know, I wish that for any of you, but it's possible, and if so, I apologize. And I'm sure that you have never, ever felt that way about me, so that's okay. Um, but the strength in seeing each other as literal siblings, literal brothers and sisters in Christ, is that those moments are okay. That's what family is like. We are bonded to one another, and we cannot get divorced. We celebrate joyful moments together, like a new baby, and a wedding, and we weep together in times of grief and in pain. And sometimes we quarrel, and sometimes we say hurtful things to one another, and we might even become estranged. But because we are connected in this sibling way, those moments are, in the end, overcome by the strength of our bond. We can still love each other, even if it means we end up going to different churches at some point, because we are overall still in this community together. And that bond goes beyond social status. It goes beyond race. It goes beyond differences in specific values and beliefs. Um, so we are still living in community together. And this is what Jesus had in mind for us all. Living together together. Sitting with one another, no matter what lens we prefer to read the Bible through, or whether we are affirming or not, we are accepting of each other as siblings who are being led by the same Father. The details can differ from person to person, and that's fine, because our salvation does not depend on believing the exact same thing as everyone else. And Dr. Eddy stresses that it is important to live in community and to be honest with one another in that way, because that is what gets rid of the echo chamber. We are all naturally self-centered as people. And if we only talk with the people who say the same things that we say and hear the same things that we hear and do the things that we want them to do, there is no challenge there. And there is comfort and there is ease. But Growth does not come from a place of comfort and ease. Growth comes from struggling with people who are struggling with the same things that you are, and you're living beside them because you're trying to live in honesty with them. And that means authenticity and vulnerability. So what does that look like? Uh, You can come. Come to church on Sundays, throw a Frisbee at the picnic, sign up for the meal train. That's great. But Dr. Eddie stresses in this podcast that if you are really looking to live in authentic community, you have to actively participate. And that means having difficult conversations with people when they hurt you. And that means letting other people know your heart and finding ways to connect with theirs that might not be what your instinct is, but it's theirs, how they are loved, So you go out of your way to find out how to care for them. And it can mean finding ways to serve others when you don't maybe necessarily want to serve in that way, but that's what they need. So that's where you meet them. And all the while while you're trusting that you're just following God together. So as this podcast lays out over and over again, this is what we were made for, to live together, not particularly maybe always in harmony on this earth, on this life, because we are bound for eternity in heaven together. We all live in this broken world together, and we were not created to live this life alone. Paul understood this, and he wrote many letters to the Jewish and the Gentile Christians in Rome to try to create bonds of relationship between these very different groups. Uh, He wanted them to build up peaceful and close relationships, even though Their values varied very much in some cases. So I'd like us to read from one of them today. Uh, It's Romans 12. So therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, these members do not all have the same function. And so in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all of the others. Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written... It is mine to avenge, I will repay. And that takes the onus off of us. We don't have to worry about, if someone does us wrong, we don't have to worry about getting them back because our place is just to love them and to live in community with them. So that takes a lot of pressure off. Um, The theme here is do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So now we are going to put this into action. Uh, this is a Community Church Sunday, which means that after the brief message, we are going to break into home groups uh, to do some discussion. I have sheets here that Pastor Steve has put together with some questions. So we're going to, in a moment, break into groups. If you don't have a home group, uh, maybe you're visiting this morning or you're not, you haven't plugged into one yet, that's fine. Just find a group that looks appealing and uh, have a seat, and we're going to um, just have some time of conversation together, discussion, because part of living in community is learning from one another. And challenging our viewpoints means um, you have to actually listen to other people's and be willing to share your own. So I encourage you to be authentic and vulnerable as we share together. Grab a drink, grab a coffee or tea or whatever as we rearrange chairs. Home group leaders, if you could come and get some sheets from me for your group, we can get going. And at the end, we will be uh, gathering up, uh, together again for um, a time of communion today, led by Pastor Steve. So... Let's um, encourage each other and uh, be blessed as we join these conversations together.
0: Good morning, friends. Um, I'm going to encourage us to just kind of wrap up. And Ron is going to come and lead us in a song and, while I and. do communion this morning. Now, I've um, actually been kind of struggling a little bit for how to do sort of the, the communion service at our church. Often, I just it's kind of like, Ad hoc in the moment, just how do we do it? And that can work sometimes. But I think um, I think I'd like to do a little bit more formal sort of approach to how we do communion here. And I'm sorting that out still. And your input would be valued. Um, uh, but this morning, I thought I would just kind of read a little um, a little liturgy that uh, I wrote this morning really quickly. <laughs> where I, had, I had some help writing. Um, so this is uh, for our. Kind of communion service. And again, we'll probably adjust this moving forward. I'm going to put a little bit more thought and prayer and into this. Um, but for now, uh, I would ask that you put your attention uh, to the bread and the cup here at the front. And so as we come to the table of Jesus, all are welcome. This bread symbolizes Jesus' body broken for us. This cup symbolizes Jesus' lifeblood poured out for us. And so this morning, we want to particip- or partake of this bread and of this cup, remembering the love that unites us as a community, as a family, and the grace that flows through us to be shown to one another and to a broken and hurting world. We give thanks for these simple elements, nourishing our spirits, deepening our communion with one another. And may the love we've experienced empower us to spread compassion, justice, and peace to the world. May Jesus' inclusive love guide us. May his divine grace sustain us. And may his compassionate spirit empower us. Amen.